55 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hole. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 Y The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yo, let's go. A new year, a new show. What's up? I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. What up? Up. <laughs> Roger, I'm Roger, getting, I'm getting, getting that kickback echo, echo now. And it's pretty rough. Now it sounds like we're rolling. I was trying to talk to you a minute ago, Roger. I just simply wanted to tell you Happy New Year. That's all. That's all I wanted. Happy New Year to everybody who's listening, tuning in, however you're listening, however you're tuning in. I appreciate you being a part of the show. Uh, A lot coming your way. Now, obviously, I think the number one thing today that is uh, on everybody's mind is, if you're a state fan anyway, it's reaction to what went on. Reaction to what went on in the Music City, in Nashville, the Music City Bowl. And what went on was what? A little bit of a butt whipping at the hands of the Louisville Cardinals that I'm not sure anyone foresaw. Well, weird. Like, weird, hard to evaluate in some ways, depending on how you look at it. We'll get into that. Now, I know you're probably screaming at your radio right now saying, no, 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 no. It's not hard to evaluate. Well, just stay with me. Uh, The other thing is you've got a bunch of coaching hires that are popping up all over the place. Assistant coaches here, assistant coaches there. Excuse me one minute. Had to turn the fan off. Lots of noise in the studio today. Yeah, assistant coaching hires going on all over the place, including at Ole Miss, and a name that people recognize. And you know, uh, it's it's another, just the latest example of a football coach who you know was a good coach and got himself a job, and then got fired because of something that was extracurricular, and in this case, some alleged mistreatment of players at Maryland. DJ Durkin, they've hired him at Ole Miss on the Lane Kiffin staff, and so now. Um, you know, some of the media and everything are in freakout mode over that. So all of that stuff, I think, is up first. All of that stuff, it, you, you just tell me. I, I'm putting it on your plate. You tell me where you want to go. Okay, it's all fair game. And then, speaking of games, you've got a lot of games that have been interesting. You've got a lot that are coming up. Well, I'll say a lot of few left anyway that are coming up. Southern Miss going to play this coming weekend. Looking forward to that. So all of that on your plate and mine today, and every bit of it is fair game. So hit me up. There's lots of ways for you to be a part of the show. You know them. I'm just going to repeat them here for you. 
Call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. It is 995-1059. That's the number to call, 995-1059. So hit me up on the phone. Text the show. Texts are already coming in. Text the show. It is 885-ESPN. Got it? 885-ESPN. So text me. Love to hear from you that way. Tweet me at Radio Wyatt. I am uh, pouring some coffee at, at the moment uh, from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Congrats to those who won the giveaway. Um, you can also uh, comment there on the live stream on Facebook, on Twitter, on Periscope. So lots of different ways to engage with the show. Here in the new year. Happy New Year, everybody. 2020. What do you think about that? How do you feel about it? <laughs> did it come quickly? It sure did. People are talking about, you know, the last decade was this, that, and the other. You think, okay, well, that started in 2010. Man, how old are we getting when 2010 was 10 years ago? I'm losing track, boys. I'm losing track. All right. Let me start you off with a thought or two. There's a lot of reaction out there to what happened in the Music City Bowl in Nashville. Now, obviously, I was there. took my family. We had a great trip. We um, sort of turned it into a mini vacation, if you will, just because we were there for, you know, the better part of four days, but I guess three complete and stayed three nights, um, you know, and there on the broadcast, uh, watching all the games, seeing all of it, all that kind of stuff. So, you know. Uh, we're able to we, we had a firsthand experience with all of it. The hotel was great. The Opryland, the Gaylord Opryland Hotel in Nashville is just phenomenal. And uh, the um, ball and then there's the ball game. Stayed up 14 zip, give up 31 unanswered points. Simply not good enough. It was ugly. And then you go, okay, at the end of it, it's a 10-point game, 38-28. I was on the phone with someone this morning who said, hey, I didn't get to – this is someone who is is in another area, is not necessarily keeping up with sports 24-7. And, and their comment was, you know, I, I didn't really get to see the game. I just saw the final score. And so the way I described it to him, I said, well, you know, really the final score is not 100% indicative. It, it, it's one of those where the final score doesn't necessarily indicate how stretched out the game really was. You know, yes, there was a possession or two in the second half where you felt like if State goes and does something special right here, they might jump back in this thing. But the way the game had gone, no one really had much hope of that happening. 38-28, a 10-point game. But it felt like it was about 58-28, didn't it? Now, y'all tell me if I'm crazy. Tell me if I'm crazy. It felt like it was about 58-28. Now, that may be going negative. In reality, it's a 10-point game. But State jumps up 14-zip and then proceeds to give up 31 unanswered points. It was just incredible. And after a 99-yard scoring drive early in that ball game, and then, of course, another scoring drive as well, you're up 14-zip. But one of those, a 99-yard drive, you thought, okay, they're going to find this offense again because – that 99-yard drive is what you expected going into the game against one of the country's worst defenses in Louisville. So I just think that it's a, 
a thing where you came away from it going, how did that happen? <laughs> there was a couple of things too. Like I have five minutes left in the third quarter. You know, it's it's tough. I know it's different. You're given incomplete stats and that kind of thing. But there's five minutes left in the third quarter. And I look up and State had 157 yards of total offense with five minutes left in the third quarter. 157. So we can talk all day long. You, you can go on and on all day long about the defense and Defense allowed 300 yards in the air, 510 total yards of offense, and 38 points. Okay, two of your best players decided they were going to sit out. Cam Dantzler, your best cover corner. Brian Cole, your best safety. Not going to play. Errol Thompson didn't play either. Tried to, but just couldn't do it. He's too hurt. So without three of your starters on defense. Excuses, whatever. You give up 38 Look, they won seven games in the regular season somehow, and it certainly wasn't because of defense. They're not bad on offense. I watched Cunningham, their quarterback. I was really impressed with Louisville's quarterback. Um, They telegraphed everything on third down to that one receiver, and State still couldn't get it. And that was probably the most frustrating part of the defensive effort. So we can talk all day about defense, but it's more defensible than what the offense did against one of the country's worst defenses to amass a total of 366 yards of offense. That is akin, that is in the same ballpark as some of these games that we've seen over the last couple of years where they'd have 200 yards against Kentucky, 200 total yards or so against Florida. It's this, the up and down roller coaster we've seen in that offense. I just never in a million years would have guessed that this is a game where State's offense would would rush for a grand total of 145 yards against Louisville. I just, I mean, never. A grand total of 145 yards, and half of your rushing yards were from Tommy Stevens, the quarterback. So... It was. It's a 10-point loss. At the end of the day, it's 10 points. But yes, it's the ugliest loss of the year, I believe. That's the way it felt anyway, leaving the stadium. And so then everything kicks back up. What are you going to do? You're going to fire your coach? What about long-term? Do you stick with him, make changes on the staff? What are you going to do? What should happen? I got texts like crazy over the last three or four days. Some of the people I normally talk to to get information won't respond. <laughs> so what does that mean, Roger? We, you know, that means that they're they're making a decision, and they've been told to keep z- your mouth shut. Zip it! Oh, look, I'm Zippy Longstocking. That's one of my favorite parts of those awesome. The fight did not happen. Move along. <laughs> nothing to see here. So nothing but a bad makeup job on the yeah quarterback. <laughs> All right, so if you're watching the stream, I put the numbers up for you. Uh, there you go. The top is the text line. Text me at 885-ESPN. Call me at 995-1059. That's the Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Also, a reminder, we stay connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. There's a really cool thing going on right now at C Spire that I want you to know about, and it's the C Spire Health app. 
Yes, it's an app that you can put on your phone. But listen to me. I'm just going to summarize real quick, and then I'll tell you more details later. I'm going to summarize real quick what this app is. Listen, instead of going and getting in your car when you are sick, we're not talking about major stuff. We're talking about minor health issues, ailments. You know, you're running fever. You, you know, you may have, you know, the flu potentially or something like that. Nothing major. Nothing major. Flu. But you can, you can with the C Spire Health app, avoid going to a doctor's office. They are partnering with University of Mississippi Medical Center, UMMC. And with this app, you enroll. You do have to sign up. You enroll. And you will have a video visit and get a video diagnosis via your phone with the C Spire Health app. I'm not kidding. You will talk to a live person. You will sign up. If you're a C Spire customer, your visits are a $29 copay. They will diagnose your minor health issue. And if you need a prescription, that nurse practitioner doctor that you're talking to on that video chat will prescri prescribe that and call it in for you. And you'll just go pick it up. It's incredible. It's an unbelievable idea, and they are launching that right now. It's available to you. You want to learn more? I promise you, you do. And put the app on your phone. Just check it out at cspirehealth.com. You know, they say that 70% of emergency room visits are unnecessary. It's because so many people you know, have health issues sometimes, and they don't know what else to do. And this could be your first stop for something like that. As opposed to just jumping in a car to go to the emergency room. Cspirehealth.com. Check it out. I'll tell you more about it later. You should have told me about that back in November, man. If I had known about it, Roger, I would have told you about it. <laughs> I don't know that it would have fixed you, though. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, man, we had a domino effect on that one. We really did. I got I it. still falling, man. It's still people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's see. We got a bunch of texts, but I'm going to do the phone line first with some people that are hanging on live at the moment. First up on the Divinity Equipment phone, Ponto. What's up, Ponto? Hey, happy new year. Happy new year. God bless. You know, stuff happens, Matt Wyatt show. I heard the first account or question about Snuff Schrader and Willie Gay on your show. Oh, really? A guy called in and he asked you, did you know about the fight? And yeah. you said no. I didn't know about it. No, I had no idea. Do you remember when that was? Because yeah. State is saying that it happened at different dates when it actually happened. I but don't anyway, I, I don't remember like when it, but it was, help me out, Ponto, it was, it was sometime Before during. the game, obviously. Well, yeah, but it was sometime in that last week of shows right before Christmas. I mean, it had to be. I just don't remember specifically yes. which day. That fight yeah. had already occurred. State needs to tell us what happened. I mean, no big deal. And listen, Chris and them, Moorhead's always signed. He signed November of 17 for $2.6 million. In May of 19, he signed the contract extension. We've got him for three more years. He's there 2021 22, 3.2 3 million a year. Yeah, but, but no, no. I, I mean,. <laughs> Yeah, he signed a contract. Maybe he's got an extension. All those extensions and things, Not Ponto. Maybe. He does. No, listen, he does, Ponto. But what I'm trying to tell you is it's not an ultimatum. It's not a matter of fact. 
It's like a player signing a scholarship and then they kick him out. You know, look, every contract, you can get out of every last one of them. Now, you pay a penalty for some of them, but just because he's got a contract and extension doesn't mean anything. They give those things out for recruiting purposes. Okay, so no school has ever been forced to keep a coach simply because they signed him to a contract extension. It's all a matter of what's the buy, what's the buyout, what is the small print in the contract, and can you pay it to get rid of him if you want to? Yeah. That's what it is. Right. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> if you can find out when that fight occurred and what happened. I Let me just tell you this, Ponto. Look, what happened? How about this? Let me ask you a question. Did the fight occur? It's a yes or no. Did the fight occur? Yes. Do we know the public and everybody? Do we all know the fight occurred? Yes. yes. So, what difference does it make what day it happened on? Well, I want to know what kind of injury he's got. I, I can tell you exactly what he's got. He's got a hairline fra- fracture in the orbital bone around his eye, and it does not require surgery. But he does have an ankle injury that requires surgery that was already going to require surgery. And so, once he realized he was going to have to miss the bowl game, he went ahead and had the ankle surgery. Yeah. So so my message to you, Ponto, would be, number one, this is my opinion. Number one, we all know the fight happened. Who cares what day it happened? People were at practice. Everybody saw it. Um, staff members uh, that aren't even coaches, people that were at practice saw it, saw the fight. It lasted about 25 seconds. It looked like every other practice fight that's ever happened. It just so happened a punch was landed, and he got a hairline fraction in his eye bone, for lack of a better word. So the day that it happened doesn't matter. And to me, Mississippi State did the exact – thing that they should do or any school would do and that is you don't talk specifically about that stuff you're trying to kind of keep the negativity down a little bit he's going to miss a bowl game what difference does it make if they stand out here and say hey Ponto they got in a fight on Tuesday at 4.45 p.m. it lasted 27.3 seconds Willie Gay threw three punches Garrett Schrader threw two they both said things they shouldn't have and Schrader took it in the eye, and instead of it being a black eye, we got a hairline fracture, and he can't play. Satisfied? Man, that's awesome. You just summed it up. Appreciate the call, Ponto. Appreciate the call, man. Call me anytime. That was the best narrative I've heard. <laughs> Chuck. It hit social media, by the way, on the 24th for what that's worth. Okay, so, yeah, it was just like a Merry Christmas blow to the face. Yeah. Chuck, you're in Blue Springs. What's up, Chuck? Hey man, what's going on? Happy New Year to you and yours and my and your wife, my former coworker. Happy, yes, happy, happy new, new Year to y'all. Happy New Year to you as well, Chuck. Thank you. The first drive uh, MSU had the first scores were were like the caliber of it. Mississippi State can do. I mean, that's them. I'm wondering, was there any commits or any injuries other than the quarterback? that kept them from proceeding that drive, I mean, throughout the whole game. Yeah, well, you know, and what, Kylan Hill got hurt. Was there folks that – Kylan got hurt on the first play um, of the ball game, but he came back in later in the second half. I mean, he had a good run or two. He looked looked good to me, Um, but I don't know. Are there any other commits that they should have been playing? No. I don't know what you mean by that, Chuck, to be honest with you, when you say uh, commits that should have been playing. Uh, you know, so folks that hold out to go to the draft and don't want to. Oh, get hurt, yeah, but... no, no, they didn't have any of that on offense that I'm aware of. They didn't have. 
players sitting out on offense, you know, to to go to the draft or anything like that. No, there's no excuse with the offensive performance the other day. None. You know, yeah, I, I didn't think so either, but it wasn't. It did keep going. I yeah. It well, like it's just, just a you know, Chuck. It's it's a lack of consistency on offense. Sounds like a coach speak thing, but that's what we're saying. I think it, it, this is my opinion. Their problems on offense for two straight years have not been because of a lack of players. That's not their problem. I agree. Their problem on offense has been that for two drives in every ball game, they'd look like world beaters and go up and down the field and look like they had great potential. And then they'd have about three or four other drives in a lot of these ball games where it looked like they had no idea what they were doing. There was no continuity. There was no no consistent effort. That is and uh, horrible. It looked like a a a fourth string team out there. I mean, how could it look any worse? Yeah, there. That's exactly right. They'd go at times where they couldn't possibly look better, and then the very next possession, they would it looked like they couldn't possibly look you know be any worse. Chuck, happy New Year, man. Hey, quarterback. Thanks for the call, buddy. Got a split. Appreciate it. Yep, appreciate you. All right, all these texts coming up next at 885-ESPN. Later in the hour, we're going to talk with Ryan Brown from WJOX in Birmingham. That's coming up in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around, would you? You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. And that's my cue. <clears throat> I think it is. That's my cue to go, to start talking. Whenever I hear my own voice say, go, with the that's home team. Matt on a button. <laughs> and that's just a button. That's right. Go! Yeah, to everybody who watches the stream on Facebook or on Twitter slash Periscope. Um, yeah, we get... Um, <laughs> People on Facebook are really concerned about the echo we have during the commercials. When there's this big thing on the screen that says "Stand by," it's commercial break. <laughs> I'm going to go back and change that graphic, Roger, and it's going to say, "You're listening to commercials." Dot dot dot. There may be an echo. <laughs> I guess the the echo wouldn't happen if I just kept you muted. We didn't, but we didn't couldn't have our yeah uh, in break conversations, which is the best part. Everybody misses that they know. That's right. If they're not on Facebook, they miss the My insightful analysis. (laughs) Yeah, so to everybody on Facebook watching, uh, you you hang on to this stream during the commercial breaks, and you kind of hear the commercials, but you also hear me and Roger talking, and we have an echo, and we know how to deal with that. So um, when we're on the air, that's not an issue. I can't explain it. You just have to trust me. Uh, A million different comments on Facebook as we started the first hour, including my boy Jay Perry. My boy Jay, our sideline analyst and reporter on our radio broadcasts of the games. Uh, he's on here. I don't know that I've ever seen Jay on the uh, watching and commenting on one of the streams of the show. You can tell he's off today. <laughs> he, didn't he, get too, he didn't get too many off days. 
Uh, former teammate of mine, Stony Price, over in Winfield, Alabama. He actually commented and he said, "Hey, Matt, Joe has to go." Um, that's kind of what you're hearing all over the place. People saying they want a new coach, they want to make a change. What if they don't? There's a question for you. I'd love to know if you're a fan uh, of state and you fall right now in the camp of you want a coaching change. You've made your mind that that's what you want. How are you going to feel? What are you going to do if you don't get a coaching change? Are you going to change your aim? What do you mean? Next guy up. What do you mean? They're going to, then they're going to focus their ire on the AD. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. He's not getting what they want done. Yeah, change your main. Uh, change your aim. Yeah. yeah. Easy for me to say. <laughs> uh, Kevin says, Matt, what model of camera are you using on your 360-degree shoots? It's a, he says, is it a Max 360? It's a camera called a Insta 360-1X. It's not a cheap camera, and it does uh, really some incredible stuff. Great so real estate stuff. Yeah, it really would be. I need to learn that kind of stuff, the virtual tour stuff. Um, and, it, you know, I think I'm going to jump into that. Okay. Um, and, and so to everyone, hello to everyone, including my mother who's watching and tuning in on Facebook. I just wanted to get that in there. Hi, Mom. A reminder that coming up in a little bit, we're going to talk with Ryan Brown from WJOX in Birmingham. Brownie, he's one of the hosts of the Jocks Roundtable on the mornings on WJOX in Birmingham. And uh, we'll talk with him. You know, across the SEC, what he thinks about state and what he thinks about Kiff and all that. But also, what's the latest? We started to hear the last couple of days that Tua Tonga-Valoa is still making a decision about whether to come back to Alabama or not. ESPN is reporting he's going to make a decision on Monday. And so we'll see what he and the folks in Alabama are hearing about that. All right, here we go. PRG on the text line, 885-ESPN. PRG says... Why hire Durkin? Ole Miss, it's reported that Ole Miss is hiring DJ Durkin as an assistant coach, the former head coach at Maryland, who was embroiled in this controversy over the death of a player. Lots of negativity and that kind of stuff. And as you would imagine, if you decide to hire that guy, you're going to get blowback for that. Uh, Ghost Texter says Ole Miss already getting negative national press, all the while Ole Miss media is ignoring and spinning it. Look, you know, we do live in an era where, you know, the local guys are, we're all less likely to really pin the school we cover up against the wall. Um, And that's just kind of the world we live in. Part of it is access. You know, you're protecting those lines of access. That's just the way it is. The other part of it is, too, you know, if it's a school you like and people you like, you're less likely to be really critical sometimes. That's the way it is. That's just like this is reality. I mean, we can call it right or wrong, but, you know, if you go on the Internet or you go on social media, there are a lot of people that are really, really, really um, just, I don't know, critical individually. I've been critical of those people who they'll get on social media and directly tweet at a coach or at a player and be super, super critical and negative, mean and all that kind of stuff. And that's easier to do that when you have no personal emotional connection to that person at all. But it's harder when you're a media member and you are in the building, in the media room, doing one-on-one face-to-face conversation interviews with those people every week. You get to know them a little bit. 
you have a personal emotional connection. And naturally, you're going to be slower to really hammer them and pin them to the to the wall. That's just the way it is. You don't like it? I mean, find somebody else's coverage. Looks like they're. It's almost like they're really they're real people. That's what they are. I had the experience one time of Roger, the first radio show I ever did. So it was more than ten years ago. We were on the air during the time when Andy Kennedy was the coach at Ole Miss, and he had that international incident thing. <laughs> and then afterwards, there was this lawsuit by his wife or something at the time about lack of consortium or whatever. And we came back from a commercial break and my producer played the song, You've Lost That Loving Feeling. And we got tickled and really laughed. <laughs> and we kind of got in trouble for that. And uh, and then we went, I went like several weeks later to cover a basketball game and then in comes in walks in Andy Kennedy and it kind of hits you in the face. It was for me anyway, a reminder I shouldn't draw this line of separation between reality and celebrity. Just because they're a celebrity or somebody everybody knows or they coach a team or play for a team does not mean they aren't a real person with real feelings and a real life just like the rest of us. And it's good to keep the, that in mind. It's just reality. Gator Nation on the text line says, Happy New Year, Matt and Roger. Uh, hey, Matt, I hope you have a good day the next nine days. But on the 10th day, Brady sends you home. And tell your school to fire Moorhead. He never should have gotten an interview. You would be a better coach than him, Matt. I can assure you that I would not be a better coach than Joe Moorhead. <laughs> so I know why he's calling me. I'm not even like putting my name in the hat for any jobs. Bama in Madison says, MSU fans are more worried about the Kiffin hire than anything. Two years is not enough time for a head coach. Their focus should be more about their facilities than anything. You build it, and they will come. Bama in Madison, I love you. I especially love your area code because it reminds me of home. But I'm going to tell you that's a dumb text. All of it's dumb. Every sentence, every line of reasoning in that text is ignorant. Wow. That now, makes me feel bad because I thought he maybe had a good point there. Let me just – well, I'm going to lay it out for you. I think the pressure of having Kiffin up there, is, I think that indirectly adds a little oxygen to There's the no doubt. There's no doubt. But his text says, and I'm quoting it, reading it, MSU fans are more worried about the Kiffin hire than anything. No, they're not. They're more worried about their team for next year. Whether we like it or not, whether you agree or not, a majority, a huge majority of the Mississippi State fan base feels like they are dead in the water unless they make a coaching change. That's not, I'm not saying that. I'm evaluating the fan base. So that's incorrect. Then he says, two years is not enough for a head coach. Bama and Madison. Let an Alabama head coach, Bama, get two years and go eight wins and six wins and lose two bowl games. Oh, well, we're Bama. Well, it's still it wouldn't be enough, would it? So your statement can't be entirely true there either. And then you say their focus should mean more about their facilities than anything. You build it, they will come. Texas A&M has the nicest facilities in the country, and everybody will tell you that. How many national championships do they have? Zero. Just having some fun, Bam and Madison. Text me back. I've got more texts than I can possibly get to here. And but I, now, but we will get to them later. I promise. Coming up next, Ryan Brown, WJOX. Stick around. The Matt Wyatt Show. Yeah. You're on the air on Mississippi's number one sports station. The- 
Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get with Farm Bureau insurance locally, right there in your hometown, in your home community, your home county. Local agents, hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. All right, joining us right now on the Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America. That means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else. You could almost say that about sports radio in the state of Alabama for WJOX. They've been doing it better, longer than anybody else. And uh, one of the stars of the show or shows over there is Ryan Brown, part of the Jocks Roundtable. And Ryan is on your radio right now. Hey, Ryan, happy new year, buddy. You too, Matt. Thanks for having me on. I thought for a minute you were going to say uh, that I had been doing it better or longer, and I was going to be uh, offended by the longer and yeah. laugh at the better. So <laughs> I'm glad you went with our station and not me. <laughs> well, you know, it takes a team. It's a team game, right, Ryan? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Win or lose. But, you know, <laughs> thankfully um, – well, I would say, yeah, I guess radio is a lot like football. We're, you know, as the host of a show, you're kind of like the head coach in that you're going to get all the praise and then you're going to get all the blame when when the show goes off the air. Too, that's right. You know, that is, that's 100 accurate. <laughs> hey, uh, b- before I jump into the Alabama stuff, just real quick, you know, things are really swirling here in the Magnolia State on the Mississippi State side. Lots of rumor and innuendo and wonder about Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State. What is your perspective, and do you think representative of the perspective of other fan bases about Joe Moorhead and Mississippi State and that situation? Is there, is there can I just real quickly ask you: Is there rumors swirling that something could still go down, or yeah, maybe after next year? When I say rumors, Ryan, yeah. I strictly mean social media and, and fan message boards okay. and that kind of thing. Yeah. No no reports of anything like that. Yeah, I, I think the perception of Joe Moorhead in the state of Alabama, fair or not, you asked for the perception, and I think both Alabama and Auburn fans, they don't agree on a lot, but they would probably agree on this, is that he was handed the Mississippi State program with as much momentum as that program had ever had, especially at a coaching change. I mean, you know, I think you would have to, honestly, as a state fan, you would have to look back on it and say most of the time when coaches were changed at Mississippi State, it's because, you know, the time ran out on the coach, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he just had not done the job. So you you start fresh and you go hire uh, Jackie Sherrill or Sylvester Croom or whoever it might be, Dan Mullen. And this was a rare opportunity to have the program making a coaching change with some momentum and I think most fans feel like he's lost. He lost all that momentum last year, and and didn't really get any of it back this year. And the surprising part of it was that the momentum he lost last year was with the number one defense in the country and a returning quarterback that had been dynamic at times. Mm-hmm. And he was this offensive guru out of Penn State, and the offense was what really had them at eight and five, and was the disappointment. So. I think that's just kind of the perception of Joe Moore. It's nothing personal with Joe Moorhead. Mm. Um, I don't know if his fans here even know him that well, um, but I, I just think they feel like that whatever momentum he was handed by Dan Mullen, 
Um, he's lost all of it. Ryan Brown on your radio. And real quick, to the Kiffin hire at Ole Miss. And today, news of assistance here and there, including DJ Durkin, former Maryland coach, that brings a little criticism with it. What do you think about all that? What are people saying about it? Well, people here like Kiffin. I think the Alabama, well, the Auburn fans probably don't. But the Alabama fans, I think, kind of like Kiffin. They respect the job he did. They didn't like the way it ended, but he's always just been kind of a character. Now, they'll quit liking him quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, if he does something recruiting-wise or on the field that makes a dent with Alabama. But I, I think he's kind of a well-liked guy around here that people will tell you I think they were happy to see him go when he went. Um, but appreciate what he did. Nobody would deny that he got a lot out of Alabama's offense at the time he was the coordinator there. Um, and the whole D.J. Durkin thing, you know, that was a bigger story really outside of Alabama when he was, you know, one of, part of the Nick Saban rehab program than it was in this state. People mm-hmm. in this state just didn't really get all that bent out of shape about it. It was a really big national story. Mm-hmm. And perhaps it was because people in this state didn't really have a good feel for what went on in Maryland under him. Um, I, I just don't know that if you're going to hire Lane Kiffin, I just don't know that you can be surprised that you're going to hire D.J. Durkin. I mean, you, you've you already said we're willing to look beyond some off-the-field things and believe a guy can rehab his image on the field. Well, that's what you've done with Lane Kiffin, so you're not willing to do it with D.J. Durkin. So, I think here, that's not going to be that big of a deal in this state. Ryan Brown on your radio right now. Y'all follow him on Twitter if you don't already, at Ryan Brown WJOX, one of the hosts of the Jocks Roundtable Morning Show, WJOX Sports Radio in Birmingham. Ryan, do you think, do you know, do you have a gut feeling on what Tua is going to do? Is he coming back to play another year at Alabama? I know ESPN says we're going to find out Monday. What, what direction do you think this will go? Um, I would stop before I got to know, think, and gut feeling I'm comfortable with, and, and that is that he'll come back to Alabama. And I think that's surprising to a lot of people. But I think there are a couple things at play here. I, I do think there's an element, and this is not the motivating factor here, I don't think, but I think there's an element within his camp, and by his camp I mean Tua and his, his family, um, that, that they want to write his college legacy. And I don't feel like they feel like they've been given an opportunity to write it because of injury and because Alabama came up short in the national championship game when he was the quarterback start to finish and because, you know, certain things, injury and other players playing better, he hasn't factored into the Heisman as much as they wanted. Um, I think there are a lot of people within his camp that would like to see him as a Heisman Trophy winner. I'd like to see him as a guy that quarterbacked a national champion from start to finish, two things he hasn't done. Now, I think all of that is secondary. To the other motivating factor here, which is I think they are fearful of the risk um, of him falling in the draft because he's not able to work out. And he's not going to be able to work out at least until, I mean, the best-case scenario will be sometime in April. So you would have limited time. You're after all the pro days. You're after the combine. You would have extremely limited time to prove to NFL franchises you're healthy. And I think they fear, even though maybe they get a Miami Dolphins, you know, had a backroom conversation saying, hey, we're going to take him number five. They fear that if, if there's one bad doctor's report, he plummets in the draft, and you never get an opportunity to fix that. And they feel like maybe he can fix it next year with a fully healthy season at Alabama if that were to happen. Ryan, um, I, I sure have enjoyed watching him play. I mean, we all have. And, and when he first got started, before these injuries started popping up, he's just incredible, you know. But I have to be yeah. honest, too, that I, I fear – that 
the type of hip thing we're talking about with him, to me, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when does it happen again. I, I just think it's the kind of thing that it's going to rear its ugly head. You know, I and I know once it happens, what are you going to do? You just live with it and do the best you can, that kind of thing. But it just I, – I worry that we're going to look up and we're having the same conversation about him next year. And that could be the case. I don't think anybody thinks he would come back to Alabama and play injury-free. And, and the weird thing about it is if you go back, Matt, and look at his injury history, uh, it, this all started – his very first injury was at Arkansas when um, he, he hurt his knee on a scramble play. Mm-hmm. And they did um, – I believe it was in the bye week or either – I think it was, I'd, I'd have to go back and look. Well, I don't think it would have been a bye. Either way, they did a little arthroscopic procedure. And they stitched it up. And in the Missouri game, he's scrambling again. He slides and his stitches pop. So he has to go in the tent and he has to get his down. Alabama has it. said this is what happened, but um, I'm told this is what happened. But very reliable sources. So he gets stitched back up. Um, and, you know, he got dinged around a little bit in the Mississippi State game. Um, but then this year, his injury comes on a play where he's trying to extend the play. He's scrambling. He holds the ball too long and gets hit in the Mississippi State game or in the Tennessee game. And then you saw what happened to him in the Mississippi State game. Mm-hmm. If he throws the ball away, he never gets hit. That's right. All four of those major injuries are him extending plays, him not just willing to say, it ain't there, I'm maybe the best quarterback in the country, I can put this thing in the stands and live to play another down. Yep. And that's been the biggest criticism of him is what's led to all of his injuries. Uh, that's really, really an excellent point. And, and, you know, Ryan, too, the thing is, between now and if he comes back between now and next August – they're going to be drilling into him, dude. Stay in the pocket. You're when you're yep. in the pocket, you're the best, you know. And throw it away. I, I guarantee those will be the conversations that they'll have with him. Which is what the NFL will want him to do, Matt. I mean, yeah. if they're going to invest that money in him, they want him to stay in the pocket, put it in the fifth row, and play second down. Absolutely, that's what they're going to want. That's what you have to do in the NFL, yeah. unless you're Lamar Jackson, you know. So exactly, and, and so, he's not Lamar Jackson. I mean, he's fast, but he's not that. Right. You know. Right. Man, it's great to catch up with you. Uh, this is my first show back of the new year, so you're my first guest of 2020. Not, for whatever that's worth, what I appreciate it. What an honor. <laughs> Man, what an honor. I hope it comes with a check. Well, the fact that it doesn't come with a check probably puts this whole thing in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, thank you, buddy. Talk to you soon. All right, Matt. Have a great new year, buddy. All right, you too. Ryan Brown, WJOX in Birmingham. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Brown, WJOX. More to come, including we're starting off hour two next with phone calls and texts, rapid fire, more than you think I'm capable of getting to, but I promise you, I'm going to give you an A-plus effort for whatever that's worth. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. Ooh, hold up there.